Hi friends, welcome along. This is the Influence Podcast. If you're looking to inspire more people, have a positive impact on a global scale, build an influential and magnetic brand, and build a profitable business with your unique gifts and talents, then the Influence Podcast is for you. I'm your host, Jake Adam Davey, former high school French and Spanish teacher, turned international speaker, online business coach, and Instagram growth and monetization enthusiast. You can find tools, resources, and so much more on the website, jakeadamdavy.com. And you can also say hello on Instagram at jakeadamdavy. Please also, if you're enjoying the podcast, do feel free to leave a review. The more stars, the better, of course. But equally, if you're not enjoying it, you are still invited to leave a review. The one thing I would also ask is, of course, sharing is caring. So if you've listened to something or heard something in the podcast that you think you've enjoyed or would be useful and beneficial to other people, then please do hit that share button and pass it on to somebody that you know. I'd be so very, very grateful and so thankful if you did. Now let's dive into today's episode on the Influence Podcast. Okay, hello, welcome along and thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for being here. This is another episode of the Influence Podcast, and I am super excited today to invite a, um, and introduce a very special guest. We've got John Ainsworth with us today, and part of the reason I'm excited to introduce John, aside from many others, is that whilst he is in the marketing space and online um, space, he's British, he's English, and um, we have a lot of people uh, a lot of people on here who uh, come from across the pond, but it's I'm always very excited to have people from the UK as well. Um, and so John is going to be joining us. Before he does, uh, before I give a quick intro, let me just share a little bit about John's background. So John Ainsworth is the founder of Data Driven Marketing, which helped online course creators increase their average revenue by 468%. Yes, you heard that right, 468%. With 20 years of experience in building funnels and a degree in mathematics, John has conducted extensive data analysis of hundreds of millions of dollars of online business. This is like the, the Michael Jordan um, of data analysis uh, to help, well, ultimately to create the field of strategic funnel optimization. He's also a guest lecturer and was uh, featured in Forbes. John, welcome to the Influence Podcast. Oh, thank you very much, man. Good to be here. I'd really exciting to uh to, to to have you here as well and um, just before we we actually went on live uh we were just talking about a, a mutual friend that we've got who is also based in the uk as well so i'm delighted it sounds a bit strange but we, we speak to many many people across from the us of course we love them um but it's nice to have somebody here from the uk as well so welcome oh it was great when i was chatting with cam i was like oh you got an english accent you're using english expressions it's like i like i talk to americans all the time yeah. and my whole team's based out in eastern europe and it's just like ah oh, that was fun what i like yeah. even though i live in england you know yeah. and i'm talking to english people all the time online i'm not used to it anymore it's fun it's so good. yeah it's so good it's so good and and uh, again just to be just for everybody listening if you're joining us from over the pond we still love you we absolutely do but uh, <laughs> it, it definitely seems to be a market uh, dominated by the us and it's it's nice to have people in the uk as well um john maybe just the easiest place to start how how did you get into this how how did all this come about so i worked i set myself a mission when i was like 23 and um i decided i was going to help get people from hard to reach groups into physical activity through digital marketing and I, I came up with this mission without identifying, is this a job that actually exists? 
And the answer, it turns out, was no. And I was like, ah, oh, screw it. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> and so I, <laughs> I went off and I got into marketing and I, I started working in the, the fields of, uh, of sports and fitness and activity, this kind of thing. And I got a job with Sport England. That's like the government organization for sport. And I worked up to be campaigns manager there. And I set up my own business doing it. And I worked with government and health charities. And I, I went over to work with the Argentinian government and all this kind of stuff, right? And I got really, we got really, really good at it. We could use digital marketing to get people active way more cheaply than they could through what they were currently doing in, in the kind of work the government does. Yeah. But eventually, after many years struggling and striving away at this, I, I had to accept the fact that government, you just can't get government to use digital marketing, like to believe that digital marketing is a good idea because they're so unbelievably behind the times. And there's yeah. no, there's no, reason for them to catch up there's no driving force causing them to do it and so i decided eventually just like oh let me sack this in and go make some money so yeah. i decided right let me go work in like you know actual somewhere where people appreciate digital marketing and funnels and what have you and the flip the other side of it as well is we had done some stuff using funnels with um like gyms and kickboxing clubs and yoga clubs okay. and that kind of thing and we'd build them a funnel and then they'd get full and then they didn't need us anymore because they were full yeah. and i was like well this is no good either is it so this doesn't help <laughs> so I was like, let me go work with someone who's got unlimited capacity who the if you can sell more they can they can deliver more yeah. so i tried out working with people in e-commerce which is like it's not unlimited but it's a lot it's very high and SaaS businesses and then online course creators and that's where i kind of found like this is my people this is like the group i want to work with is this these creators who built an audience who like to help people they've got something that they're an expert in they teach people it they love to share they're really helpful and friendly but they don't make anywhere near as much money as they deserve for the audience that they've built and for the courses that they've got and so what we do with them is we help them to implement funnels and email marketing and that's a very broad term funnels like it kind of means a lot of things to different people yeah. but like we've got a very specific system that you know we built through that strategic funnel optimization process that is like this is the stuff that works the most effectively that gets the best results the most quickly and then the the way we do it is we work on like a um we only get paid based on results because we found that we could get people so much such high results nobody believes it you know we tell them 408 to 68 percent and everyone's like yeah come on pull the other yeah. one so yeah. we're like i'll tell you what only pay us when when we make you more money and then people are like oh okay fine and then we you know it kind of works out both ways. So good. So good. That that immediately becomes an irresistible offer, right? Was that was that something that you'd always planned or did that come about? How how did you come up with the idea of only payers when when we make more money? Well, there's a couple of things to it. One, we had clients where we were making them like a 20, 30 times as much as they were paying us. And we're like, this is ridiculous. But then when we talked about increasing the prices, we knew that was already going to be a problem. So that was one side of it. And then I've got friends who run ads agencies who use that model mm. and in ads agencies it kind of makes sense because there's already everything else built and then if you drive the ads better then you make more money from it and it didn't i looked at it two years ago and i was like i can't do this in funnels because the stuff that we do takes three four months before someone starts making money and it's like can we really afford to do four months work before we make money back on this yeah but over the last two years we've completely dialed in the system that we do so much that we had like so we had a client the other day right she was uh big on youtube and so she's got a big youtube audience and she had built an email list off of that but she wasn't making money off of her courses 
Right. And so she's only making a few grand a month. From her she makes money from ads and affiliates and that kind of thing. But she wasn't making money with her course sales, really. And we were able to, in the first month, 15 times the amount of revenue she was making. Wow. And I was like, but we're not getting paid any more for that. Like, it would make sense to us to go find more people like that who've got a really big audience. Yeah. But it, we wouldn't get paid. We still wouldn't get paid more for it because they still they don't believe they're going to make that much more money. So the whole thing didn't kind of work out. And then I talked to these friends of mine running these ad ads agencies recently, and I was like, "That's it. We could do that. We can get people results fast enough that this makes sense for us. We can get them enough money. It makes sense. It makes us more money, but also it's less risk to them. So therefore, everybody's a winner, you know. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, so we shifted over to that kind of recently. So good. Yeah, so good. I love that. I love that. And so who who are the, you kind of touched on it a little bit there, but who are the ideal audience that you're looking to work with? Who does this particularly work for? Yeah, people who are influencers and creators. So people who've already built up an audience, but just haven't monetized it that well yet. And most people haven't, if they've got an audience, they haven't really got that good of a monetization of it. And ideally, the absolute ideal is people who've already built the audience and have got courses. Now we'll right. work with people, even if they haven't got courses yet, if they've got a big audience, if they've got like, you know, a couple of hundred thousand website visitors a month, or they've got an Instagram, you know, a, a Instagram audience of a few hundred thousand people or something, but they haven't got courses yet. We'll work with those guys too. But the, uh, the easiest one is someone who's got an audience and courses, but they haven't got email marketing and funnels in place. Cause then we yeah. can just rock up and do our thing and smash it. I love it. It's so good. It's so good. Do you feel that that, that model, the idea of um, pay us when you make more money, do, do you feel that that's kind of the the, the way forward for, for most businesses? Does it totally depend on the business model? What are your thoughts? I think most, I think most people are very well off. If they're running agencies charging not based on results because most people aren't very good at getting results <laughs> you know honestly like there's just so many people who just do a half-assed like they've got three or four case studies of the ones that really worked and yeah. then loads of other people it doesn't work for and they're okay with that and people turn up and pay them for a bit and then they leave and most agencies have got a business model that's based around people leaving in like three to six months and moving on yeah. most of the time and so those guys totally shouldn't charge based on results. But I think it's a great one if you can deliver on it. You've got to make sure it, it works out that, you know, you, you're going to get paid enough and you don't take risk for too long yourself and what have you. And a lot of people are delivering work where it's not got a direct correlation with, with, the, with money. Right? So let's say you do a blogging service for people where you're going to write great blog posts for them. But you're, you don't directly influence the bottom line. Because if they don't also do the link building service or their website doesn't convert the visitors that you bring them into people actually making, in, into people paying them more money, then, okay, what you're doing is valuable, but it's not, it's not possible to relate that to just a profit. But what yeah. we're doing is so directly related to making more money that it's really straightforward. Well, like yeah. We can turn up and take your audience and turn it into profit that didn't exist before in like a month and so it's like it's just it's it's kind of a simple straightforward one for us great would you would you mind sharing maybe a little bit about the tools that you're using are you in terms of the funnel builders but also where, where's the traffic coming from are you currently using is it, is it facebook ads predominantly do you cross youtube as well 
what are some of your the, the things that you're finding work particularly well right now so we don't do anything around traffic ourselves so what we're doing is finding people who've already got organic traffic so it could be from instagram or youtube or seo traffic or what have you yeah um, and that's the starting point and then in terms of tools we will pretty much use whatever it is that people have already got in place because all right. of the tools pretty much are good enough yeah like there's not a single one that's perfect like if we if someone doesn't have anything in place for funnels we'll use click funnels but click funnels is a bit buggy and the customer service is unbelievably appallingly dreadful like just <laughs> to a level that you can't even imagine yeah but if you're really good with click funnels you can handle that and it's got all of the features but then yeah. it doesn't really do courses so someone's probably got the course in like teachable or kajabi or you know podia or something else now, if you've got Teachable, it's got the features built in. You could do sales pages and you can do checkout pages and you can do order bumps and upsells, but you can't do them all very well. Like the checkout page, you can't customize in the ways that you ideally would want to to increase conversions on it. But it's fine and it's good enough. And it does. And if someone's courses are in Teachable, then we just stick with it because it's like, well, that's easier. So nothing's ideal. And yeah. the process of changing tech is something that people do. And it's almost like um, just avoiding getting real work done. Yeah, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm smiling to myself here because I've, I've literally had this conversation with a client this morning um, who has just signed up for a new, a new software taken in by, you know, one of the offers where, you know, you get lifetime access and such and considering moving everything across. And the thought of it terrifies me if I'm honest to try and even navigate that. And I've just suggested it doesn't make sense. But you, you I think you hit on the nail on the head, which is, actually just resisting pushing forward with the things that actually start generating an income and actually start yeah moving the moving the, the cogs forward if that makes sense yeah 100 percent. there's other stuff that you can do that like the whole game here is there's a thousand things you could do there's always a thousand things that you could do which of them actually matter and which of them should you do first and figuring that out is a giant part of the game like figuring out that whole analysis and we've got a model obviously that we've figured out if you've got already seo traffic or an instagram audience and you've got courses what do you do and what order do you do it in which matters enormously so we know the steps there because we've spent four years figuring it out and you know yeah refining it down but if you don't have that background how do you know which one it is well i i'll tell you it's almost definitely not changing tech <laughs> it's like almost 100 percent guaranteed it's not that because they're all they're all good enough you know yeah. how do you I, I just listen to um what you said there about there's a hundred different things that you could do but it's about selecting the right ones mm. for somebody that's listening now and and i mean there'll be numerous people listening now but those that are really inspired by what you're saying and the idea of being able to take their business to a to, to the next level um what would you say are maybe two or three of the fundamental things that that you've learned or that you've that you have in place or that you kind of maybe your core values around growing the company or that you've you picked up over the years? Yeah. So do you mean like if you're selling courses or do you mean like as an overall principle for growing a, a business, like for growing my own business kind of thing? Um, maybe we do both. Could we, mm -hmm. could we start with the selling courses and then go into the, the your own business? Yeah, so if selling courses, the there's there's three basic things you need to have in place. If you've already got an audience and you've already got courses, there's three basic steps you need to have in place that people are basically missing. And they are you want to you want to increase the average order value. You want to increase the amount of revenue you make per sale, 
Okay. That's the first one to do. Do it before you do anything else. And it's the easiest, quickest, and you'll get results from it. The second one is then to make more sales to your email list. So right. actually promote to them more often, make more revenue per month from them and do that, you know, do that every single month, have a promotion that goes out every single month. And then the third one is to increase the size of your email list. And so if you've got a big Instagram following, how do you get the Instagram following onto your email list? Because email is where the actual sale happens. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand this still, despite the fact that people have talked about the fact that the money's in the list for like a hundred years, like even before the advent of email <laughs> and the internet. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was all direct marketers, direct mail was always talking about this. If you go back and you read scientific advertising, 1921, this mm. is the same thing he's talking about, like the importance of the, the actual database in the list. So yeah. those are the three basic things, increase revenue per sale, increase the amount of sales you make to your email list and increase the size of your email list. That's the basic three things. I love that. So I, I'm just going to stop you there. You, you've li you're literally talking to me at this stage. And by okay. me, I mean not, not me as in right now, but where I am in the business. I've, I have a, a board behind me. And the two things are, uh, well, two of the things are, how do I grow my list and how do I monetize my list? Mm -hmm. like they're, they're literally the two things on there. And the one that you mentioned at the start is increasing the, the revenue per, per sale. Um, mm -hmm. is, is that purely by just... Uh, Again, without giving away all your, all your secrets, but is that purely well, I'll by give everything away? More, I don't mind. Adding, oh, well, is, is that by adding more value to the offer or is it better positioning of the offer? Or So two things you do first. So if you're selling um, courses and if same if you're doing e-commerce or SaaS, there's two basic things that you do. Anything where you've got an online sale that's happening um, and that is order bumps and upsells. Okay. So an order, but let me explain technically which of what each of these are and how they differ because people get them mixed up between the two of them. An order bump is something you have on the checkout page, a tick box where someone can add something else to their order to mm. go with it. Yeah. An upsell is on the confirmation page. So someone has finished checking out, they've pressed submit, the order's gone through, the confirmation page comes up and it gives you the chance to buy something else there as well. And they technically are called these different things, order bumps and upsells, and the way that you position them and what you do with them differs. The basic principle is you're selling people something else. That's the basic principle. That's the same. But, yeah. but technically, they're different. Order bumps is super, super easy. It's like the 80-20 of the 80-20. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It always works. It's phenomenal. And almost nobody does it. Like 99% of people don't do it. And so I had a client... He uh, signed up with us for our coaching program. And before the first, I told him to do this, but I, I was going to cover it in the first coaching call. Like I just right. had the, the strategy, free strategy call with him. And he came on the first coaching call and he'd already done it. He'd gone into Kajabi. He'd found the feature for order bumps and he'd set something up. Yeah. And that was like three or four days before the first coaching call. And he was like, but I, I mean, I doubt it'll work. You know, it's not going to work, is it? He's thinking, <laughs> well, he does it anyway because he was very yeah. coachable and he listened yeah. to me. He did it. And then the same afternoon, he started making sales and yeah. he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he started getting upsell sales as well because he set that one up as well. Yeah. So the order bump, you've got like two lines of text describing what the extra thing is. And you sell people something else that goes with what they're already buying. And you right. could do the same principle in service businesses, but it's it's delivered very differently. So yeah, that's kind of a different could, angle. Could I, could I just ask on that? Thank you. Um, so so I'm, I'm almost tempted to to share a link to a page that might have some of these examples on because what you're mm -hmm. what you're describing is 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 
super valuable. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about where people can find more information shortly. Um, would you, and again, personal question, because I'm, I'm, I'm being a bit selfish, but we're here, so I'm going to do it. Um, would you also include things like order bumps and um, upsells, even if you're delivering off a live webinar? Or do you think that that's mm -hmm. not necessarily the time and place? Yep, 100%. You would. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're selling from a live webinar and you're pointing people to a sales page, you'll generally have a shorter version of the sales page than a regular one, but you'll then still send them to a checkout page on the checkout page. You have order bumps on the confirmation page. You still have upsells hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. So I've got a client, right? He, um, he had a course. It's normally a thousand bucks, reduced it down to 600, um, for after the webinar. And he asked me like, well, what do I do? Like, what's the perfect launch? Cause he do launches for this thing. And uh, so I talked to him through like every step in the perfect launch. And I said, but don't do it. He's like, what? I said, don't do it. Cause you haven't done order bumps yet. And he's like, yeah, but that's like, come on. I want the advanced stuff. I'm like, you aren't doing the fundamentals. You yeah. don't even know how to put your trainers on properly yet. You can't go play basketball. <laughs> you know, you can't ask me how you're going to do a triple twisting, you know, reverse dunk. You, yeah. you know, like you have to do the dribble the ball properly first. So he set up the, up the order bump and he's net and he made an extra hundred thousand dollars a year. Madness. <laughs> Madness. Madness. <laughs> and it's like, he's like, all right, cool. You know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> These people as well, that they must be, I, I, it, it, I guess it depends how you take good news, right? Do they, after they see this, are they delighted or are they almost kicking themselves that they didn't meet you sooner? yeah <laughs> there's a bit of both there is a bit yeah of both. yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine i can imagine so i'm just just to, to wrap this up i'm um i'm conscious of time but i'm i'm fascinated by that so thank you so the three key areas to um to increase or for people to start first is to increase the revenue per sale yeah you mentioned yeah. that that is order bumps uh which are um uh like check boxes on the order page that mm -hmm. people find and then also upsells which are on the confirmation page that um, add, if you like, additional value or get additional support or training or um, whatever it may be that's yeah. relevant for the audience. Um, the second thing was to increase the percentage of email subscribers uh, that buy. Um, and then third was to grow your list. Ultimately, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the key thing. Awesome. Um, there's so much value in there already. Um, I'm, I'm smiling because I, I love it. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing that people know, right? But they, they we, well, maybe they don't know. I'm not sure. But, but we a just... lot of the tactics that we're teaching people, it's very, very much about like a lot of our job with our coaching clients is telling them not to do things that aren't on the list. Right. People are like, oh, I've got this idea. I'm thinking of doing this challenge or this webinar, or I want to change this tech and whatever. And we say, no, don't do that. <laughs> that distracts you from doing the thing that's first, which is order bumps. Or if you've done that, from doing upsells or if you've done that from you know doing the regular email promotions and yeah. these are the things that we have done the analysis we have we have tracked every single marketing tactic we know exactly how long everything takes to do we know how long how much money it brings in and these are the ones that have the biggest impact so if you're not doing if you're doing something else that means you're not doing this which means you're going to make less money yeah so do right. this and don't do anything else and i get that that's difficult and that's why you know people pay us for the coaching and the support and what have you around it but it's like but it's true yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, with, you mentioned with the, just one, one more on that, if I may, and then mm. um, moving on, you mentioned about the promotions to the list and launches to the list mm -hmm. on, a, on a regular basis. Um, do you generally, the, the people that you work with, are they consistently promoting? Does this mean that they're creating new products consistently and new offers or is there recycling in there? Does it include affiliate products or, or does it totally depend on the person you're working with? 
Yeah, so kind of yes to all of the above. So it's, um, I'll give you the ideal situation of what we would love mm. and then talk through like what actually, you know, how reality differs to that and what, what you still can do about <laughs> it. So yeah. if you had 12 courses that were both were all fantastic, we would suggest doing a promotion every two weeks for six months of each uh -huh. of those. And then you cycle back and you start again, back okay. to the first one again. Most people haven't got 12 courses available. Yeah. So we've got one client who's got two courses. And what we've done there is we promote, we promoted course A, then course B, then course A, then course B, just cycling through every two weeks. And we'd find different hooks, different angles. Well, why should we talk about course A again now? Yeah. What is the thing that's going on this month that makes that relevant? And that allowed us to do that multiple times. But of course, that does wear thin after a while. So then we started looking at, okay, well, could we break something out from one of those courses and sell that as a separate thing? Or, well, these guys actually had a membership as well, but it wasn't very, it wasn't like ideal. So we're like, well, we can promote the membership, but it's kind of confusing. What if we took some bits out of the membership and made them into, well, it's not a course, but a, a bundle about a particular topic, maybe about finances or relationships. And so we started to repurpose stuff there. We have another client and she, um, she only had one course, but she, that's what she thought. But she also had a whole... A, few webinars she'd done for people that were free at the time but like well they were valuable still they weren't it wasn't a teaching pitch it was just a teaching webinar yeah what if we now sell all of those together as a bundle you know you can't access the free them for free because it was only free when it was live yeah. what if we also put in this thing that you did uh as a, as a training for somebody that was they just paid you for that one off but it got recorded could we use that and sell that you know like trying to go through everything that they've ever made and people and brainstorming it and breaking it down and then then you take a you break things apart and then you bundle more things together and you make different offers so that's what we do a lot of the time as well is like help people to actually identify what their offers could be and then you mentioned affiliate stuff well that's another option right so you've got a course let's say you're teaching people about um how to learn to play the bass guitar but what you don't do is you don't teach musicality or maybe you don't teach singing or drums or anything but some percentage of your audience are also into that and it's a smaller percentage and it's not quite perfect or maybe you teach beginner bass guitar but actually you could have a more advanced one or you could have a specific musician come in and teach something that's you know how to play in their style and the way they do it yeah. and you know like find all different kind of offers that are adjacent to yours and don't directly compete yeah. and do affiliate promotions of that that's totally works as well the problem with that one you're not so in control of the quality of their sales page their checkout page they might not have order bumps and upsells that convert so you don't have all of that but the plus side is you didn't have to do any of the work to create any of it the course or the sales page or anything else so that's that's another good one as well so yes like yeah. any of those things are good the ideal is you've got a bunch of your own amazing courses but that's years worth of work so let's just start with where you're at amazing Amazing. I, one of the things I wrote down as you were as you were describing that is the the uh, the list fatigue. So the the example, the person that you mentioned who has two products and you cycle around. Do you generally then encourage them to create more products and such, or um, is it continuing to look at different angles for the same product? We would we would love it. We would love it so much if they made new courses. <laughs> I can't even describe how good yeah. it would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they've yeah. been talking about it for a while and they haven't done it. So I was like, okay fine we'll figure it out we'll make something work for you yeah that's great that's great i'm really conscious of, of, of time john I, I i i genuinely feel like we're just scratching the surface but i know i, I want to be very respectful of your time um 
I, I'm fascinated um, by, by what you shared so far. I've been taking lots of notes and I'm sure that people listening will be as well. If there's, uh, we will mention this again at the end, but for people that would like more information about you or what you offer or, or how this, how they could even get started in this area, where's best for them to, to go and, and get more information? Yeah, so we've got we've got a couple of services. We will actually do this stuff for people, and we've got a coaching program where we it's like a done with you service where we support people to do it themselves. And if people are interested in either of those, the place to go is courseprofitreport.com. There's a form you fill in a few quick questions, and what we do is we figure out a personalized plan for your business, how much extra revenue you could make with all those steps in place, what step to work on first, and we send you training about how to do it. And we will do that. It's personalized. We do this individually for each person. We will do that whether you have got a tiny audience or a massive audience, or you've got courses or you don't. So go and anybody can go and fill it in and anybody gets the free report. Anybody who then qualifies to possibly work with us will get invited to book a call yeah. and then talk with somebody from my team who would be starting to check, might you be a good fit? How does it kind of work? But anybody can fill it in. We will, we will, we will do you the report we'll do you a loom video with it like the whole thing's all super helpful totally free wow amazing so the link courseprofitreport.com is where people can go um i i'm going to say this now i am going to go there i'm going to fill that in uh, by the end of the day without a doubt um because just this conversation I, I, we have spoken before we and we've uh, made uh, kind of introductions to different people that we know as well but um i just the value today has been massive so um i'm going to go there and, and take a look at that uh as well so yeah thank you for that so mm -hmm. courseprofitreport.com is where people can go i would highly highly recommend people go and check that out that's that's incredible to get that personalized report with the loom video and such is yeah massive value thank you um maybe just switching switching gears a little bit john if i may and again just because i'd like to cram as much in as we possibly can um we, we've mentioned before about the three major things with people's businesses and online businesses and selling courses, but then we also touched upon maybe three of the fundamental things that you've learned through growing the business and over the past few years. So would you, there may be three, there may be two, there may be one, there may be five. Um, what are some of those fundamental things that you think you've picked up? Yeah. So one of them for me has been about alignment and there are loads of people who will teach you what their business model is that worked for them, the approach that they take. And the problem with that, and I've worked with different coaches who've, who've tried, you know, tried to get me to fit into their model of the way they do things. The yeah. problem with that is that really for you to be happy and for everything to fit together and it all to work really well, the, the whole of everything has to be aligned. And so here's some of the elements vision founder fit so what is it that you as a person want why did you start your business what do you want to get out of it and that needs to align with your values so my top values are freedom effortless flow and charm and so i need to have those things come from or feed through in the business so i have to get freedom from the business otherwise i'm going to be upset and it's not going to allow me to live the life i want and therefore i won't support the business in the way it needs and then those have to line up, but then also you have to have product market fit. So the things that you're doing have to really fit really well with the business, with the market. What does the market want and what are you delivering? And do those things align as closely as possible? How could you make them align better? Yep. And then you have to align 
what about your particular skill set and there's something that's talked about in the book good to great he calls it the hedgehog concept and it's it's talked about in a lot of places but he's just named it and it's lining up what are you good at what does the market want and what do you like doing and how do you find the sweet spot in the middle of all of those things and then once you've got that well which business model then works for you so for us we're obsessed with results like like obsessed Lots of people will say that like, oh, everything's all about getting client results. And then they'll do stuff that's like, yeah, but we did this because it's what the client wanted. We won't. We just won't do things that's what the client wanted. We're like, it's not what's going to get you results. We're obsessed about it and it causes us problems. But then if we line our business model up so we only get paid based on results and we only work with people who really want results, well, then that now starts to fit better. And then so for me in the business, I've got this, this ethos of effortless flow. What I need to hire people this is like, it's a level beyond excellence where everything seems like it's easy because it works so well. I have to hire people in the team who are obsessed with excellence. And then I have to give them the resources, which like everything has to line up. And there's thousands of these little bits to all get right. And it's so hard. But if you aren't doing that, then you feel uncomfortable or you're not in line with your values or you're not doing the things that you really care about and all the market doesn't respect what you're delivering and blah, 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 you know, all of this. But when you get it right, it's awesome. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've spent the last couple of years really starting to get to understand and line up and figure it out and what have you. I love that. Thank you for that. You, you, you mentioned um, a book as well. So uh, was that Good to Great? Yeah, Good to Great from Jim Collins. This guy did a study of, he went through and looked and found a load of businesses that had absolutely exploded and done incredibly well and like done five to 20 times as well as the, the market. And he found other businesses to compare them to that were almost identical to them, as close to identical as he could possibly find, who hadn't done nearly so well. And he looked at what's the differences between them. And he did this study of, it took years and years to do it, very academic researcher. And out of it, he came up with a number of items of things that tend to, that looked like they were common between the businesses that were really successful, that allowed them to go from being good to being great and one of them was was this headshot concept i love it i love it i will put that uh, link to the show um, to that in the show notes so good to great by jim collins uh, we'll share that in the in the show notes for people um I've, we're coming up on on, on time um and john and uh, one of the things i was going to ask is actually is there a particular book that you would recommend would it be good to great or do you have a different one in mind there's two books that i just obsessed with um, and I give these away to people all of the time. One is the Daily Stoic, and yep. it's a collection of meditations or, or thoughts and f- concepts from different Stoic philosophers. So Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, and Seneca mostly. And they've been compiled one per day, and they're all pretty short. Like each of them fits on a page. And then underneath on the same page, They've got the thoughts from Ryan Holiday, who's the author, about like, okay, what does that mean in modern life? How does it work? And I would read every morning one of these quotes, and it just helps you to stay a little bit more centered, to focus on the stuff that's under your control and not focus on the things that aren't under your control, and to just feel calmer and more in control of your life and just be a little more kind of zen. And that's so powerful, and it takes like five minutes to read every morning. So that's one. The other one is a book called The Art of Learning by Josh Waitzkin. And I've read this book so many times. Okay. And it's phenomenal. And this guy was like the US chess champion from the time he was five until the time he was, you know, 18. And 
yeah. he became an international chess master and he uh, had film made about him and you know incredibly high level chess player not like world champion but really really high level and then he went and did the same thing in the martial arts version of tai chi and then he went and did the same thing in something else as well. so it's like he's kind of figured out this approach that works for learning skills to a really high level and the book is amazingly written it's incredibly well um it's, a, it's an incredible story incredibly fun and you learn all of his like way of viewing the world and the way that he views the world has really heavily influenced the way I see it and it's like helps me to see the beauty in everyday life and the wonder in every moment and um, I find it super inspiring it's great thank you so the art of learning Josh Wadeskin uh and the daily Sto uh, daily stoic was Ryan Holiday mm -hmm. um again we'll put those links in in the show notes for everybody um I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go straight in with the final question, um, John, if that's okay. Um, yeah. I do, I do hope that we, we get the opportunity maybe to do a part two in the future. Um, Cause I, as I say, I generally feel like we just scratched the surface, but uh, let's, let's go in anyway. So the title of the uh, podcast is influence. I'd love to know what does the word influence mean to you? So for me, it's all about how can you manage to have a positive impact on people through the things that you have learned and understood about the world. So I'm obsessed with trying to understand the world at a more fundamental level so that I can then have achieved this effortless flow. And so then for me, the influence is, well, can I, can I use that to have an impact on improving other people's lives as well? So whether it's going on a podcast and sharing it, and some people might be like, what? philosophical nonsense is you talking about but some people might think like I, I get that that's actually yeah. helpful and it actually has a you know has an impact and and changes the way somebody sees something yeah how can we do that with our clients how can we use that knowledge and that insight to be able to make the people around us that make their lives better through that kind of understanding it's great thank you so much for that that's I, I almost want that to be the last thing that we talk about because it's, it's just such a um a great explanation and definition. Um, just remind us, please, John, before we wrap up, where can people go to find out more information about you and about the business? Yeah, if they just want to learn about us and what we're doing, it's datadrivenmarketing.co. But for most people, the place to go is courseprofitreport.com and they'll get the free report about how much money they could make from selling courses as part of their business. I love it. Thank you so much. Any final words or anything else you'd like to just share with the audience before we wrap up today? Oh, if you've got if you've got a product that you're already selling and you don't have order bumps, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Do it, and then write to me and do say it. thank you, and I'll 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 appreciate it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> order bumps. That's that's got to be in the title. So I think perfect. John, thanks so much. I greatly appreciate your time, um, and um, I, I I thank you once again for joining us. I know that everybody listening will have uh, taken loads from this um to everybody listening thank you for listening uh, and i do trust that there's lots of learning do go ahead and check out courseprofitreport.com um and, and get access to that feedback from uh, john and the team and uh thank you all for being with us john thank you again for your time you're welcome thank you very much for inviting me on thank you so much and uh we will see you all in the next episode look after yourselves take care bye-bye Hi friends, Jake here again. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find links to anything that we've discussed, books, trainings, other podcasts, uh, anything currently that we're enjoying, you will find those in the show notes. 
or you'll find it somewhere in and around all the information that you usually find in a podcast. And a reminder that if you'd like to know more about what I do, if you want more of tools, resources, any recommendations, readings, uh, free training, products and such, then you can find all of that on the website jakeadamdavy.com. Equally, if you want to come over and say hello, Instagram is always the best place and the account is at jakeadamdavy. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't hesitate to leave us a review. Of course, the more stars, the better. And equally, sharing is caring. So if you've heard something or listened to something that you've enjoyed yourself and you think will be beneficial or useful to other people, please do pass that on. It will be very much appreciated. And as you know, when you get a recommendation from somebody that you trust, there really is nothing better. Thank you so much. And until next time, stay on mission, do something extraordinary for others, keep inspiring and keep growing your circle of influence. Goodbye.